Hi everybody. I went back again. Um this is probably like my fifth time going back. Um no it's not, I'm always exaggerating. Hi, welcome to my podcast show and I'm trying to really dig right in and make my words come together and make them be clear. I am a photographer. The butt is my first love of creativity is play on words. I'm a writer. I've been a writer since a kid many, many years ago. Once about a time. But I'm still a writer. So I'm finding myself returning back into my childlike creativity. I'm going to tell you how old I am. I'll reveal this to you in this podcast and I will tell you the subject matter. The real subject, the category is storytelling. Okay. I'm telling a story about a subject, a picture that I took. But I was once upon a time, a child, this is how I knew I was talented. I was very quiet once, many years ago. For those who know me, know damn well I ain't quiet. Know damn well I speak my mind and I speak, I try my best to speak the truth, right? So, um, the first time I won a competition, I was in fourth grade at, uh, at an elementary school, Area Elf. It's funny, it was called Erica Elf. I could take that and have so much fun with it. I won in a poetry contest for for my area, for the school district. Um, this poem was called, I can't tell you like, the details of the poem. I can to try to summarize it. The poem was called, I Am a Sandwich. I had a teacher. Her name was Miss McDonald. And she used to call my mother complaining about me daydreaming. Well... She figured out that I was the creative sort, and she entered my poem into a contest, and guess who won? Yours truly. The name of the poem is called I Am a Sandwich, and like I remember, kids, it's so funny how we can learn to divide even at that young age. Like, I remember the kids being upset that I won because the girl who won every year, I could tell you the young lady's name. She's grown, and I seen her, last time I seen her was in my high school years, in a different high school versus mine. Um, her name was Lisa. She was a straight-A student, and all the kids liked to cheat off of her. So, of course, they wanted her to win, but um, it didn't happen that way. The daydreamer, the one who kept staring outside the window, or staring at the window, looking outside the window, that was me. And through, her, through the teacher's observation, she paid attention that I was quite creative on a level that a lot of people don't understand. So I made a poem called I Am a Sandwich. So I'm trying to memorize this, this poem. I can remember I was in fourth grade. So it was basically me visualizing that I was actually a sandwich. And I was going to be ate up by a man named Jack. <laughs> oh. So I remember one verse said, here I am on the platter, but to him it doesn't matter. I laugh. I'm like, that's such a fourth grader thing. You think you are a sandwich. And uh, I am a sandwich. I actually remember that. I can't believe I actually remember that. That's many years ago. Like I said, back in fourth grade. I'm going to reveal my age. I am 40. So uh, what is a 40-year-old doing going back to her roots of creativity? Now, I do photography on a serious level. I've sold 471 pieces of my work and counting, and I'm very proud of that. And if you're doing your art and you're pushing your art out there, I hope you are proud of you, too. So, 
this is my next attempt. I would call it a rough draft. I'm not ready to call it a finished product just yet. So, let me go ahead and save this first. I do not want to lose this. Okay, and I'm going to start reading to you in just a moment. If I do something different with it, I like to rename it. That way I can, like, tell, like, what difference I've done. So I'm going to call it Squirrel, Surprise Squirrel 2. Because of the fact that I am improving my work. And don't know how much longer. Well, I do know I'm preparing it for tomorrow. Because I keep on going back, keep going back. To me, it's like literally writing is very similar to a person who sketches. But I think about a person who sketches, they create their own curves. They make their own way. They present certain colors and things that is far more detail, even though writing is a lot of detail. And you should like what you do. I don't know if you're a writer out there or you're an inspiring writer. Look, you can do it. There's a lot of people that I'm aware of that, well, they have multiple, multiple um, sensibility to know that they are multi-talented and they figure out different ways how to combine it. One thing I've done lately is I've combined my text apps and used it to my photos to put messages and create actual cards. So I had an issue I say just yesterday, and I'm not going to stay on it all day because I already figured out how to resolve it. The point is, I wasn't too pleased with CBS sending me images instead of the actual cards, and I just paid the type of money for cards. So you understand the frustration behind that. It just taught me to be wiser. Like, use the companies that you normally use online, which is Walgreens. Um, and they're actually cheaper, to be frank and honest with you. Um, and delivery date seems to be adequate. Even though I know that we're not too far from Christmas. But it's not like it's the 20th. It's only the 13th. So, um, I'm going to get to this as soon as I save this piece of work. Once I save it, then I can definitely, don't know why it's taking so long. Okay, foul, surprise, squirrel, two. Okay, go to dock. Okay. All right. I think I saved it. Well, trying to save it. I'd be hating when these like things be popping up and I ain't asked for nothing. Like, buy this, buy this, buy this, and these softwares, and like I don't even know who you are and where you come from, and you popping up here. And so, nine times out of twenty, <laughs> I want to say twenty. So I'm looking now. Making sure that it's the right one to read to you because I got like several different 
um, versions of this and it's me correcting in this me adding on this so I want the right version to be read to you because I actually care about my representation here I care about um, presenting the type of work that is noteworthy of your entertainment so let's try this again yep this is it I'm going in hi everyone I'm so glad to meet you. Welcome. Welcome aboard. Let me, your host, take you on a trip. I am talking about you and me. Yes, we are going on a trip. We are going on a trip. Let me pause, y'all. I want to add a little effects to this story because it's an actual um, dramatic story. So... Here I go. Welcome to my podcast show. And on this trip, let me get back to the words. So let's go. Ready or not. Ready or not. Time for fun in the sun. Get ready. Rewind. And let's go. Hmm. Let me look at that again. Because I might put let's go on there. So let's go. Ready or not for fun in the sun. Get ready. Rewind. Watch your clocks turn back four years ago. Yes, we are traveling back in to back in time. Back in time. Gotta erase that. Ah. We're traveling back in time. All right. Traveling back in. I in. Mm. I get so discouraged sometimes when I see these corrections that, well, I should get excited that, like, at least I noticed it. You know, because one thing I don't like about, like, some softwares like mine, like I think the rest of the world who owns a computer or a laptop, that it adds words to your your work and like it's not needed. <laughs> Traveling back in time on a sunny summer's day in the Garden State on the college campus. The date the date was August the eighteenth in a well known university that I am calling the New Jersey University for my home protection. On this day, after a 90-minute use of a of her computer pass, her meeting me, okay? Of her computer pass has ended. Do you see me right there? That's me. Welcome to my pass. The girl walking around like a tourist with her strapless two bright yellow sundress at the bottom of at the bottom of this loose cotton material of this dress there were two large sunflowers imprinted one in the front and one in the back 
as she waved goodbye to the security guard dressed in blue pants uniform. Stop this moment right here. Pay attention as this freelance artist steps into her inventive mindset. Watch her as she stops right in front of those double glass doors. She just stood there to take a look as she observes the students going up and down the stairs and faculty professors taking the students on a tour back and forth on the campus. It was lunchtime, so you you mainly seen a lot of action between the student center on the right side of the library where the campus cafeteria was located. She stood still watching so many subjects. After all, we are in New Jersey this hold up. We are in New Jersey the summer of 2016. We are on a college campus. There is so much more beauty beyond the surrounding hold up. There is so much beauty that surround her. The blue skies expand and expanded sun rays of the of the hold up blue skies and expanded sun rays of the sun spreading all across the campus the natural afternoon sun revealing its beauty of the colors of the summer from the creatures below let's stop here below as she stared at the wow brown bunnies with sparkle white fur spot hop along the landscape of the green grass the black mulch and the pink purple red and white flowers that was planted along the entryway okay give me a second folks yeah see can i make this move Sometimes I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Okay, I went way too far up. I just pressed the key a little too hard. Okay, so... I'm looking. So... I stopped right here in front of the... Okay. Watch her as she stops right in front of the glass double doors. She stood right there to take a look as she observes the students going up and down the stairs and faculty professors taking the students on a tour a tour back and forth on the campus. It was lunchtime, so you mainly see a lot of action between the student center on the right side of the library where the, ca the campus cafeteria was located. She stood still watching so many subjects. After all, we are in the some hold on, we are in New Jersey, the summer of 2016. We are on a college campus. There's so much more beauty that surrounded her. The blue skies expanded and expanded sun rays that spread all over 
all across the campus. The natural afternoon sun revealing its beauty, not the colors of the summer from the creatures below. Let's stop right there. Let's stop here below as she stares at the wild bunnies with sparkling white fur spots hop along the landscape of the green grass, the black mulch, and the pink, red, white flowers that was planted along the entryway of the library's landmark. Bingo! She found her subject. By itself, this little fellow was face down. She had two thoughts. Fear said to her, Oh, this one is dead. Ew, get away. I mean, wouldn't you thought that too? Her voice of a childlike brave adventure told her to creep down the stairs and take a close-up a close -up shot. Oh, by the way, I'm a freelance photo artist with a zoom lens camera around her neck. She in, she in a shush, quietly, quiet tiptoe down the stairs. She, I mean, I, I mean me, can feel the pure excitement, joy, ready to burst with laughter. She just thought it was funny seeing this grown woman play with this, not with this, I'm sorry, play, seeing this grown woman play with nature as a child. As she, I mean, she, I mean, me, my lens takes a close-up shot right in front of the forehead of this white and gray creature. All of a sudden, popped up its head up, and it looked up the hold up, head up, and it, and the look of what? His eyes was open, his ears was stood at attention, and snap goes. Goes the bottom, the button, uh, not bottom, I correct that. Bottom, button, just like that, I captured my surprise squirrel shot. Now, <sighs> I know it's kind of sketchy, and I'm still working on that. And um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about presenting. So I'm going to correct this word from, but, from bottom to button. So, let me see. Okay. I got to look at this and figure out a way to erase it. One, two, three. Button. But. Sun. Not motion. My booting portion. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. I'm trying to get there, folks. Please be patient with me. Okay. Button. But T E N, I think. Okay, but ten. 
button. Okay. So I'm going to try to save this. And yeah, I'm going to save it. Rename it Squirrel 3. <laughs> save as. I'll rename it. And see how this turns out. So a lot of things are trial and error, trial and error. And I kind of make a joke, a little inside joke to myself about writing that you have to have this mindset of loving to correct yourself. And like, I got to get over like being upset at myself when things don't turn out right. You know, anybody else got that issue? Um, I'm real bad with that. Um, long story short, yep, I got it. I got it good. I got the whole thing together. I have issues with that. And I tell myself, logically, if you're going to really, and I am going after writing, this is what I've been doing, to try to find different ways to find exposure. Now, I know how I do photography. Photography for me is... I've been doing it for such a while that it's like second nature to me that I can look at something and go, okay, this is what the shot I want, how I want to represent it, what's my goal, and it's very simple for me. Um, like every time I take a picture, there's a goal, a goal. So what is your goal when you create do you have a certain goal in mind before you even get started? I suggest that you have one because you want something to shoot for. I mean, at least I do. I like to challenge my own self and my own creativity, just like I just got to challenge myself with my computer. <laughs> and it can be difficult, to say the least. You know, so because I feel like every computer, they have a certain software, and then, like, besides the whole... Um, buy this, buy that. I'm not going to buy stuff that, like, I had no intentions in my, I'm not trying to collect more debt. I'm just not going to do it. I actually prefer, to be honest with you, different apps or different um, software that if I'm going to buy something, it's going to be a year, an annual cost. That way, I don't have to be insecure, worried about Oh, they're going to take this out this month. Nope. Take out for a whole year. I have apps on my phone. I don't know if you play with Play Store, but the title itself, the category itself says 
Play Store. You got a cell phone like the rest of the world. You probably got like three or four cell phones like the rest of the world. And if you are a digital artist like myself, a visual artist like myself, you have multiple gadgets. So I want to thank you, all of you who've actually stuck around to hear my choppy finished finish product that, well, I look forward to it um, being a part of the writing community. So I just want to thank all of you for taking your time out to hear Coming soon. my updated pieces of art. And this is of a lyrical format. So I haven't figured out how I'm going to publish this because I actually would like to publish a short story. Being that it's under a thousand words, I'm sure of that. I made sure of that. Um, I try to make things easy, so more than likely I'm going to redo the story, redo it in a sense of it's still going to be called Surprise Squirrel, but at the same time, I want to add the magic that comes with writing. I want to add the fun that comes with writing, the presentation to be dramatic. So I want to thank all of you for listening. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of my audience today. I consider you my supporters. Thank you for your love and admiration for the wonder that is my art. There's so many different things that I'm grateful for, and I get to explore creating, revealing, demonstrating, revealing my art to the world. I get, it gets to become a gift that keeps giving. I like to give gifts. I am a giver. And it's even a beautiful gift, a beautiful song. I can't sing, y'all. So I put on sound effects to affect you in a certain way. So, thank you for coming, and I'm going to give you an opportunity. Yes, you an opportunity. I try to encourage people, and yes, I represent my arts, and I try to represent it in a certain format, but I also try to inspire other people. Hey, I like to believe that you are like-minded people. Me and you and all of you who came to this podcast show are like-minded people. So I'm going to give you an opportunity. Subscribe. Subscribe to my podcast show. Subscribe. I'm talking about you. Subscribe. Say what? Subscribe. Subscribe to my podcast show. And I'm talking about my need for your support. 
be so kind to leave compliments and voicemails. By the way, you can put a voicemail on here. Um, be so kind to check out my other pieces of art. Besides, this is probably like my fifth podcast show in storytelling, in a lyrical form of storytelling versus storytelling in a visual format, which is through photography. This is a audio form as well. And um, it's teaching me a lot about the way I write, how I want to write, what I want to represent, and what I need to correct. And I've, you know what? I have this thirst of, of hunger for knowledge and this thirst for uh, representing a certain piece of work to all of you. So my mission, believe it or not, is to educate, to motivate, and to stimulate your mind and possibly your heart. I don't know what type of artist you are, but I have artist friends. Yeah, yeah. So where am I from? Let me tell you a little bit about me. I've lived somewhere everywhere. A woman who used to live in Las Vegas, Nevada, for eight years of her life. I don't regret living there. Not at all. It's just the drama behind of me having to leave the state. Um, not because I'm a criminal, no. Um, I was treated and tormented and terrorized by, well, that ex nobody today. He's my ex-husband, but he's an ex. I tell myself that he's an ex-nobody today because he's not in my life today. If I had money for him to inherit, he would get a good 0.0 because that's what that person I feel he deserves. A person who's obviously still, I'm still growing away from that pain. It's been five years since I've divorced a man, four years since I've seen him. I seen him the day I was about to leave. I don't know what song and dance that he was going to sing. And I'm going to tell you, I was terrified when he showed up on the strip of Vegas. Um, I used to pay how the folks. Uh, I'm not exactly proud of that fact. That I used to pinhandle. Like, you pinhandled? You was on the street with a sign? Well, yes, that was me. What street? Fashion Show Mall slash um, Wynn Ridge, which is, if you know Vegas, I don't know. Maybe you do know Vegas. And maybe some of y'all do, and maybe some of y'all don't. Vegas, normally with their big casinos, the strip casinos, they normally connect to a bridge. So the particular bridge I was on was the when hotel casino slash fashion show mall bridge i actually have a video capturing me facing my fears i was afraid to go up on that bridge when i visit i actually visit in the pandemic folks i visit vegas why did i visit i was on a mission i had people say weren't you scared absolutely i was i was scared but not so scared that i wouldn't do it sometimes i find out in life I was on a mission. I knew God saved me. Not just resurrection, not just savior of my sins and paid the cost with his blood. I believe that. Thank you, Jesus. I believe that and I don't make mistakes about it. Can't tell you what to believe. I only can tell you what helped me. And I tell you, I got to know the name of Jesus a lot in those situations that I was, well, I needed to be delivered. I need to be rescued. And I say I felt ashamed 
doing that, I was wearing more than enough shame. Shame that I have married a guy who just would not get it, meaning he would not leave me alone, meaning he would attack me on broad daylight. After I divorced him, he still attacked me on broad daylight. And yes, he did try to get back into my life. And yes, I gave him a very small window opportunity just to prove, show and prove that he's so-called changed. He tell me that he, you know, that he needs me. See, when people say stuff, especially an abusive person, you have to understand why they say they need you. Well, because we ain't had sex in a while. You need someone to have sex with? <laughs> oh, no. You're not having sex with me specifically right now. <laughs> oh, no. You're not having... You don't get to abuse me and use me. Abuse and use me. And just have sex with me because we're married. Mm-mm. Find that in the marriage clause of getting married like you get married and you have no rights at all your human rights don't matter your (laughs) your safety don't matter he used to get mad at me because of my faith as a christian that's kind of like a problem when you involve yourself with a person that well don't share the same faith as you you think well he presented himself to be something that he wasn't he knew some scriptures he joined the church before now. He claimed he did years ago before he met me. The point I'm making, real simple, is y'all be aware of people pretending to pretenders, great pretenders. Even though you say, okay, that might be a little complicated because most people don't show their real face until they know they got you. Until they figure it out. They, this, that's how I perceived it. But I think sometimes with people, we don't want to believe the truth. We like to believe the delusion that they're throwing up on us. And, well, all things that can happen is pain is a great amount of sorrow. Sorrow. So, me who is a writer and a creative person, he don't know this Tamika. Welcome to Tamika Michelle Podcast Show. And he does not know the creative Tamika, creative to the 10th power. He don't know that brilliant Tamika. See, if you are, if you are a person that's ever been in an abusive situation, it would be mental, physical, Financial, emotional, physical assault, name them. I pretty much have been through that with my ex-husband. But this is not a show about him. This is a show about me surviving the abuse. And I'm on the other side. It's been four years since I haven't seen this person. Don't know how he's changed, but we have a mutual friend that I talk to on Facebook. And what I understand, he's still doing the same crap. Still getting arrested constantly. Still being chased by the cops, still hustling on the strip, still living a life of insanity that I didn't want to live anymore. I wanted to get out of being homeless. People ask, like, how did you become homeless? And yada, yada, yada. People have an assumption. I was homeless and working at a store called Walmart. I'm not blaming Walmart. You decide to be employed somewhere. It's a good thing to have a job. I kept a job living on the streets of Las Vegas, Nevada. Not the whole time, though. I wound up quitting. But in the midst of me quitting this job, well, I say the word resign, okay? But come on. It's I'm quitting, but I call it resign. They gave you my holiday pay, okay? Gave my week pay, holiday pay, sent it to me. And that was the end of that two-and-a-half-year job. Why did I quit? I got tired of living the life on the streets. Not only that, but, like, I got married. And I got kind of stupid, And I know that sounds crazy, 
But I got married. Well, love is not stupid. And being married to somebody is certainly not stupid. But just the, like, me knowing what type of person he was, after I do, I quit my job and got my week pay, I was a full-time homeless person. Because, see, this is how I used to play it. I used to literally work in the day and sleep on the bus at night. Yeah. And pinhandle at night. And there were so many people that were homeless or just hustling. I knew people who had two jobs and, and hustle and entertain on the strip. Talk about some real hustle. That's the one thing about Vegas that is real. They make money move. That's the town that makes money. They know how to make money. And the, the casinos team makes so much money, not just off of Nevadians. I consider myself a Nevadian at one point because I stayed there for eight years. Of course I did. But the point is really simple. I survived that insanity. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation that you were so broken that you didn't believe that you can get out of it. That you don't believe that it can stop. And that homelessness that I was in, I remember being afraid to go to check out, not check out, I'm sorry, to clock out because I knew I had nowhere to lay my head. Me who worked and got paid every two weeks with these hours that was horrible. See, back then, retail was counted. Walmart retail was not an essential job. It's an essential job now because of the current pandemic. Y'all understand. Y'all watch the news. Well, I try not to watch so much, but some stuff I can't help but see. It's everywhere. So let me get to the point. I'm on the outside of it. So when I decided to come back to Vegas, it was not to stay. My case manager was a little scared. Dude. I live in low-income housing here in Collingswood, New Jersey. I say to myself, I don't bother anybody. Um, I'm a friendly person to those who are friendly to me. I'm not into the drama because there's people here that are really recklessly into drama and I just stay away from them and I have a plan moving out of here eventually once I get enough money and income to stability to where I can do that but until then I'll be here and um, I'm learning to take really good care of myself I'm proud of myself and I should be proud of myself and if you're taking good care of yourself or you're taking the time out to take good care of yourself kudos to Y-O-U so, as I'm an outsider now of the homeless community, I learned to give hope. I love to, I love this, and I love to help when I can. I know you got to be able to see what you can and cannot do. I love to reunite families and other people that I've had opportunities to help. I love to donate to an organization that I know for sure. 100% they are getting people off the street. The organization I made a choice to, to, um, to donate, not because I'm such a good person, because I know the problem is big, it's huge. Um, the homeless community is really big. How big is it? Well, I don't know what state you're living in, but you can go to the homeless census. I used to be a homeless census taker in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's why I know specifically. 
So you can make a choice to do that or look up a, a geographic on Google and um, on whatever state you're in, whatever county, and look it up for yourself. The numbers, see, this is my thing. The numbers don't lie. People lie. All damn day. All damn day. But I'm just saying, if you look at the numbers, the numbers will tell you, and then there's certain things within the homeless community that is not spoken about, that's not on the homeless census. How would I know? Because I've been on both sides of the track. I've been homeless, and I've been a homeless census taker. So I know there are undocumented homeless people that are not getting funded, are not getting the help. They are literally families. Wish I was making this up. Then again, no, I don't. I don't want to be a liar like that. The things that I've seen with these two eyes on the strip of Las Vegas, the days that I was sleeping on the double-decker bus at the bus stations, the RTC bus, yeah, certain stops that I would be at. I would be at a clean stop that looks like the suburbs, but as long as it's clean. And I would deal with security guards who love to play police officers. They weren't retired police officers. Just a, a rent-a-cop is what they, you know, the nickname for them. And long story short, I didn't like when men take it upon themselves to assault us women who were homeless. And they knew we were homeless. And they were horrible. They were, for example, first of all, you're a man. What you doing? Pounding on the door, hollering at us, telling us to get out when you're not even allowed to. And when I mean pounding, I mean taking their bully stick. Because all the officers, I'm sorry, not officers, rental cops in Las Vegas had, they not only had bully sticks, they had guns. You know? And they were armed officers. Well, not officers, but guards. They're armed guards. And it was scary because this is still the West. It's still the Wild West. Don't think it's, is it? Because it is. And it's like some of these guards. Now, it's one thing to want a job, y'all. Ain't nothing wrong with having a job. But it's, it's not, it is what you do and how you do it. I'm pretty sure in the job criteria, it didn't say, go inside a woman's bathroom and pound on the door. Pound on the, on the wall. Like it was a prison cell or something. And for anything, it should have had a female come up inside the bathroom and you know what I don't think she should come up in there if I'm not taking drugs or doing something some type of harm to somebody else who cares if I if you heard me snoring along with the other three other women that were homeless how did I know they were homeless how did I know they were in there sleeping because when I laid when I sat on the toilet and see my legs I still suffer from swelling because uh, for years, three years, I'm telling you, that um, Tamika was homeless. It's been hmm, two years since I have been out of being homeless. And um, my legs are torn up because I've been exercising and I'm very proud of myself. But also because I've been actually laying on a bed versus sitting on my behind. And all everything flowing down. And I used to literally have sores like on my legs. It was something not pretty to see. Me who normally have pretty legs okay I hate the rag but I mean that's one of the things that I missed about my tone my definition be taking better care of myself now I'm seeing it come back and it's looking really good I'm very proud of myself which if you look at a homeless person look down and they've been homeless for a while 
This is another small indication that they've been homeless for a while. Look at their body. I'm not saying sexually, you know, come at them. No, I ain't saying that. What I am saying is look at their legs, their ankles. If they've been homeless for a while, you're going to see swellings, redness. Depends on their dark skin, light skin. But you're going to see some irritation right there because it's only, I guess it's healthier to sleep on a bed or a floor versus sitting up at a bus stop like I used to do. But I'm away from all that. But I got myself to go to Vegas. I traveled cross country to do a documentary and to give back. I know people personally that were on the street that I actually been able to get them off the street. Old friends of mine that I stayed in contact with who needed help. Everybody needs help sometime. I'm glad the person actually spoke up about it. And it was a joy, a pleasure actually, to be able to communicate with the, I'll tell you the name of the shelter. It's called the Salvation Army. That's where I used to sleep and lay my head. I used to, when I panhandle, I panhandle for food, for bus fare. It's $5 if you're local. It's a double-decker, um, double-decker express bus. It's a variety of basically all the transportation, just about, you're able to catch. Even though, even though, if you live in Vegas, you can play tours. See, that's the thing I like about Vegas. You can, among other things, you could get lost in the same town. They have um, tourist buses. I don't know if they still have them now because of the pandemic again. Don't know how they operate now, but let me give you a small example. If you live in Vegas or if you visit Las Vegas, I can tell you a casino to go to, one Pacific one, and they'll take you to at least several, if not more, um, local casinos. And the local casinos, in my opinion, if you like to gamble, the local casinos is what you want to hit up. So I'm going to tell you one. I'm going to tell you the name, and you can look it up for yourself, and actually do the research for yourself. I like to tell you information, but also some things that you could actually look up for yourself and do your own little research, because I actually enjoy it. Anybody else out there like research like I do? So, I'm telling you how to get to Vegas. So, I ain't tell you how to get there. Everybody can catch a plane, even though I don't fly. Uh, everybody can catch Greyhound. And when I went, because of the pandemic, uh, for a round trip, I paid $300. That's a deal. A steal, actually. If you knew how much it costs, like 400 and something, sometimes 500 uh, round trip to do the whole Vegas bed and back. So, oh, so let me tell you the name of the casino. Let me stay focused, folks. The name of the casino is called Sam's Town Hotel Casino. You get on these tourist buses that take you to, to all the local casinos. And I'm trying to think if there's any, any tourist buses. I'm trying to sit in England. This one casino that has tourist buses. But you can look it up for yourself. The tourist bus is completely free. The, it's like a charter bus for the casinos in the area. And it's basically a tour bus. And so you don't have to catch a double-decker bus. If you're looking for the free, which is for me, um, you can do the tourist buses if they still exist. Um, a lot of times the, the bus driver gets tips from people who ride for free. 
and um, they have different tours like, and I'm just telling you the one at Samstown Hotel Casino. This bus stop is literally, if you know the Samstown Hotel Casino, it's a McDonald's. Last time I checked, like I said, it's a pandemic area. I have no idea. Um, there is an actual bus stop. You can actually go inside the restaurant. The McDonald's is literally at the far, this point of the casino. And you can talk to, you know, team member, cashier of the McDonald's. And they'll tell you exactly where to sit and wait for, like on a bench outside. Um, the double doors on the outside is where the um, free buses come and pick you up at. And they go all over Vegas. Um, and also they have tours that cost. You go to the Four Queens. I'm telling you what to do. Only reason I'm telling you all this stuff is because I like to think some of y'all might want to travel once this pandemic is over, or maybe you won't, might want to travel now. So I like the free, but if you want to spend a little bit of money, I can tell you somewhere to go. Go to Four Queens, go to the front, a bell desk, is what they call it, bell desk, in the back of the Four Queens. That's one of the casinos I stayed in when last time I was there in the month of July. I stayed there for like three days. So um, you go there, you ask about the different tours they have, and they're going to tell you a variety pack. I'm going to tell you a name. It's called the Keys Tours. How much did it cost me? I'm going to do my research. I'm assuming it's a different price now, but it was one heck of a deal. The deal was $5. You go to, I'm trying to think of the name of it, Laughlin. It's like almost 100 miles outside of Las Vegas. Laughlin. It's five dollars. That's the same price that you're paying for a 24-hour pass to go around Las Vegas. So, and let me tell you what else is included in the deal. You pay your five dollars, you get a free buffet. Don't even know if we do that type of stuff anymore. Like I said, we're in the pandemic. You get a free buffet. You pick which buffet you want. You can you can choose the breakfast buffet, and you can or you can choose the lunch buffet. And, hold on, with that $5, you also get $5 in Laughless Casinos uh, at the, I'm trying to think of what it's called, the Aquarius Stratosphere. It's the Stratosphere property. Um, it's Gold Nugget. They have a Gold Nugget in Laughlin. Um, trying to think of the name of the other casinos. The River, it's almost called a River Bowl, the River something, but you get $5 free play. That's back when I was living in Las Vegas. Don't know if they even have free play no more. You probably do for visitors. We first time coming, you know, the incentive to gamble. Um, if there is an incentive to gamble, if you control yourself, then I think you, it will be fun. If you say, okay, this is my gambling budget. Like when I went to go visit Vegas, I actually had a budget. For the three days I was in the casino, I actually um, had a budget. And it worked quite pretty well. I told myself to stop because the winners are always normally the owners. So also, please subscribe to this podcast show of me talking about storytelling on me traveling. And I had a good time in Vegas, but it was mainly about helping other people who were in the shadow of my past as a homeless woman. Because I knew that God didn't allow those three Christian women to notice me just for me to get out the situation. It was for me to get out. I needed my peace and security. Yes, this is a must. 
you must take care of yourself. But also, also, it was for me to help other people. Anyone else feel that way once they get out of a situation? I know everyone don't feel that way. Some people like to get out of it and stay away from it and be scared of it. I'd rather confront it. And I actually got tested for COVID-19 and I am negative. Thank you, Jesus. And I stay away from people, like I think the rest of the world is. And I am selling, this tomorrow is another um, fun day Monday that I will be displaying my artwork here on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for your time and your dedication. And I hope to hear from you soon. Your compliments, your suggestions, maybe. And also, um, maybe you can give me some pointers about writing. This has been a Tamika Michelle podcast show. And I look forward to hearing from you. I hear your voicemails and your compliments. Thank you all. And I hope you subscribe to my podcast show today. Make it happen today. And you can choose to support me financially, meaning any dollar amount you can put on this podcast show. I've already thanked all of you ahead. And I thank all my, my podcast show artist friends that have been displaying their art boldly, like Tanisha Hampton. I've known her since middle school. Um, She has a variety of subjects. You want to type in her name, T-E, capital T-E-N-I-S-H-A, capital H-A-M-P-T-O-N. Her cover page is a circle, and it says B-E in capital letters. I want to be specific about it because I want you to be able to know the difference between the other Tanisha Hamptons because there's a lot of them. So she's the only one I've seen on Facebook and on Twitter that has the B-E as a backdrop for her cover page. This is me representing my friend and thanking her for her support. And I mutually thank all of you for your inspiration and dedication to support your local anchor person. So give what you can. And this time of the season, y'all, let's not forget about the homeless people. Not just this time of the season, but the pandemic, they're out there and they are in danger. And these people matter. Regardless of how life has dealt them, I would call it a wrong hand, they matter. All of them are not homeless because they're on drugs. That was like the thing I got from people. Oh, you're homeless, you're on drugs, you're on alcohol. I ain't doing none of that. I just, a lot of women and today's men are in danger of being homeless because they're in a abusive, unstable lifestyle. You do the statistics and the research for yourself. Then those people are in danger, not just, you know, being in a hospital back and forth, of being beat up and assaulted, but also being homeless on the street, being hungry um, like I was, being abandoned like that. It's a lot of people who are abandoned, who do not have a support system. And I would suggest that you support the community that you live in. That would be great if you can go to the Salvation Army like I did. I can tell you the Salvation Army homeless coordinator in Las Vegas is named Juan and Ryan. And they're the homeless coordinator. But I don't know who's in your area. So maybe you desire to support within your area. And also in Jersey, there is a shelter called 5-5 Atlantic Joseph House Shelter. You can communicate with them, talk to Trish or radio, 
and they'll gladly tell you different ways you can support. Maybe you can just donate food. Whatever it is that you do well, enjoy it while you can. This has been a Tamika Michelle podcast show, and I look forward to hearing from you. This is a podcast show about storytelling, and I hope I entertain you. Bye-bye, and thank you. God bless.